Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. My guest today is my boy Irvin. He is from Dallas, Texas. Um, he graduated from L.A. Tech. Uh, got, got his major in speech communication. Then he got his Master of Divinity from the one and only New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And that's where uh, we met, uh, met on the court. And it was our competitive fervor that mm-hmm. uh, made us good friends. Amen. <laughs> he is, and speaking of that amen, he is a campus pastor of Living Hope, Clarksville Second Campus in Tylertown. And I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. As you know, this is Real People, Real Talk. He is one of the most athletic and competitive guys that I know. Like our competitive nature drove us um, against each other with one-on-one battles. We respect each other, and then we end mm-hmm. up, you know, beating up on other folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Irvin, how are you doing these days in the midst of COVID-19? Bruh, first off, appreciate you having me on, Paul. Uh, man, I'm doing well. Uh, Lord's been good. Um, you know, I'm just, it, it, it may sound cliche, but I, I am thankful for my many blessings. Um, you know, thankful for the opportunity to continue to work and have, have a job in these days, continue to have an income. Um, and so, man, taking it day by day, man, choosing joy, enjoying it. But, uh, man, life's been good out here in Tennessee. I've enjoyed it. Okay, Tennessee, Tennessee, man. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this before we get into the conversation and the topic for today. What's mm-hmm. the most productive thing you've done um, during this quarantine, if you don't mind me asking? Man, that's a good question. Good question. You know, I, I've been reading some, not as much as I need to be, to be honest with you. You know, reading a couple of chapters of, you know, a few different books. Uh, but probably the two most productive things. One, I uh, applied and got accepted to start my doctorate in the fall at New Orleans Seminary. Yeah. Congrats. Appreciate that, bro. Excited about that. And then secondly, uh, man, I've done a lot of walking um, around my neighborhood, which has been good, obviously, from the exercise side of things, staying active. But man, even more than that, I've been able to connect with people, you know, that I had never met before. And through that, been able to establish relationships and, you know, man, been able to even share the gospel with some folks that, that live around here. So That's it's real. been neat, man. It's been neat to see how, uh, you know, God's kind of used this time because everybody's outside, you know, everybody's keeping their distance, but still everybody's outside. So being able to have conversations with people, man, has been been a blessing. So I'd say those are the two most uh, productive things I've done. So I've okay. done rather. So. Okay, bro. You definitely is taking advantage uh, mm-hmm. of your time. Right. I would say one of the productive things I did kind of lines up with you, just um, getting outside, getting my steps in, can't play basketball because I'm trying to right. you know, social distance. So I've been walking and it's gradually getting into jogging and never now then I throw in a couple of sprints in there. And uh, another thing that I've done is I went, me and my wife went through Financial Peace University together. Mm-hmm. They had a 14 day free child, free uh, oh, trial. Come on, take like, advantage of it. You know, we, we binge Netflix, but it's like, let's binge on something that can help our marriage. Hey, come budget. on, that'll so preach. Yeah. We did that. So in this conversation today, as you can tell, there's two pastors talking about basketball. Well, we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. We are combining sports, oh, yeah. culture, and wisdom in this conversation. So we, we present to you the life lessons from the last dance. Number one, Irv, let's talk about this. Leadership, one of the things that we noticed in the last dance was leadership has a cause. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, man. Leadership had a call. First and foremost, obviously, the last dance, man. It really, 
kind of kept us as sports people uh, somewhat sane, right? Yes. With no live sports going on. So, man, it was smart on MJ and them to produce this Last Dance uh, docuseries. And, man, yeah, that was one of the main things I saw pointed out, man, uh, in the uh, in the entire deal. MJ, his competitive drive, his competitive nature, and his leadership acumen was, was put out on full display. Uh, now, obviously, you know, it did have a cost in the fact that, man, some folks saw it as bullying, right? Some folks didn't like it, uh, but – he, he needed to lead in this way to to really bring these people, you know, bring the other teammates there with him. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was essentially motivating them and pushing them to greatness. And you see that, you know, talked about throughout the document, you know, documentary guys from Scottie Pippen, you know, to Steve Kerr explaining, man, you know, MJ was tough, but man, it's what we needed. I mean, he really kind of pushed us, um, you know, to, to be better basketball players. And so, um, sure. I mean, MJ didn't have a ton of friends probably, right. Uh, from that group, but at the end of the day, man, he got the job done and that's what leadership is at the end of the day. You know, you can't, can't be everybody's friend. Um, you know, at times folks are going to like your decision making, right. but that's just part of the cost, you know? And, uh, uh, and I think bringing it to life ministry, all those things that, uh, you know, a leader, at the end of the day, you know, has got to lead based on, you know, the vision that they're, they're given, you know, and, um, uh, along with just the, um, you know, the, um, uh, what, what's the term I'm looking for? The, the drive that they may have or the, the, uh, inkling right. that they may have in their heart to, to move forward. So, uh, so yeah, man, leadership does have a cost. Do you gave me a good idea, man. I got to do a separate episode and just talk about leadership period. Cause that could be a mm-hmm. whole, uh, topic on its own, man. Right. Um, leadership is, right. it's, it's it's more than a stage. It's more than a platform. Mm-hmm. Leadership is not always popular. You won't always be the most liked or beloved. Um, mm-hmm. Leadership includes correcting people, challenging right. them. That's right. Holding people accountable. In this day and age, in this generation, we don't, we don't like to be held accountable. We make a mistake. Like, okay, so what? We But we need people to say, uh-uh, you can do better. Because holding people account- accountable is really just pushing them to greatness. And you can't talk leadership without talking John Maxwell. He mm-hmm. says that leaders must choose to be close enough to relate to others, but far enough ahead to motivate them. Uh, Michael Jordan is a prime example. Man, he was, you know, he will relate to them. He would joke with them, sign autographs mm-hmm. with people that he know. Even uh, one one part, he was giving tickets to Randy Brown because Randy Brown didn't have the clout that MJ had. Right. But he was also far, far enough ahead to motivate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and we as leaders, we can't lead people to a place that we've never been. So right. Therefore, like as it relates to me in the area of ministry or in the area of podcasting or or leadership, like I read, I choose to to educate myself, continue to grow and develop and to progress, because um, we know that leaders go first, and mm-hmm. MJ pushed himself first before he pushed anybody else. Uh, and of course, we know that leadership is also influencing. So I want to ask you, listeners, because we know that leadership is all about influence. Who are you influencing, and are you influencing them positively? Mm. Then the last quote from John Maxwell is this, everything rises and falls on leadership. So mm-hmm. lead well. Mm-hmm. And another huge part, um, another huge part in this documentary, man, is fatherhood. Like we saw that really that was a constant theme all throughout, like with his own father and then with another father figure, one of his security guys by the name of Gus. Well, what did you see as it relates to fatherhood in the documentary? Yeah, Paul, that, uh, 
it was neat to see how the documentary really expounded on, um, you know, uh, th- this uh, portrayal of Jordan's father, um, how he was, um, and really the big part, how he was a big part of his upbringing, um, you know, to the point where he unfortunately passed. Uh, and so, you know, what I gathered from that man was this, um, you know, this need of, you know, a fatherly influence in your life to really guide and, and, and lead you. And, and you know, perhaps people that may be listening, you're thinking, man, well, I may have not grown up with a father, you know. Um, but as you mentioned, Paul, in, in the case of, um, you know, of the security guard that really kind of stepped in and became Jordan's surrogate father, man, there, there's people that are all around that, uh, you know, um, may be able to serve in that same role. May not be your real father, but somebody that can That's really real. invest in your life, pour into you, encourage you. You know, I mean, my dad, you know, w- was around. But there were other men in the church, man, that really played that role of a spiritual mentor. Because, mm. you know, my dad, great guy, but, but you know, uh, in, in the Christian, didn't really, you know, talk to him much about any of that stuff. Um, and so, you know, there were guys that played that role in my life. And so I think the encouragement in this, pulling this out, is even Michael Jordan, right? You know, to many folks, the GOAT, greatest basketball player to ever walk. To many uh, folks, live. the GOAT, yeah. Uh-huh. To many folks. So, yeah, to many folks, but to some not. We'll talk about that in a minute. But but even him, even him needing that um, that that fatherly yeah. mentorship and and um, someone to just have a shoulder to cry on, you know, um, it showed that yeah. man we we need those people in our life. Especially, let, let me talk to guys and you know men that are that are listening to this podcast today. Listen, you know, I, I know it's so easy to think that we can just tackle life on our own. Um, but, but here's the reality. You, you, you need, you know, uh, two types of fathers, one spiritual father, right? You, you, you need God, the father in your life, you know, um, and that comes through repenting of your sins and trusting in Jesus. But secondly, man, you need some godly male influences, right? That may be further along in life than you, um, and you need to be intentional about seeking them out and, uh, and asking for them to pour into you. And so, yeah, I thought that was, that was some good stuff I, I took away from there. Dude, you, you made some good points, man. Appreciate you specifically talking to those out there that maybe didn't have a have a father growing up. Man, I I was blessed and and privileged to grow up with a father um, that knew the Lord. And we just know through uh, through history and through the Bible, like a father role is to protect, mm-hmm. to provide, uh, right. to guide, and to 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 establish identity. Like even from a scientific point of view, as it relates to biology, it's the father, it's the male that determine the sex or the identity of the son as he will contribute either the X chromosome or the Y chromosome. See with MJ, uh, he shared with us that in ninth, in ninth grade, he got suspended twice and his dad had to step in to be, and be the dad. He disciplined him by threatening to take away sports. And from that moment forward, MJ never got suspended again. His own words was he was going to have a tunnel vision and have no more trouble. Man, just it was beautiful just to see um, that connection that he had with his father. He said his father was his rock, gave him advice. He challenged him. And like I say, I, I understand like the the importance of a parent's presence in your life. Man, my parents attended any event or any awards or anything that I did. They were there. Like during this quarantine, nostalgia kind of hit me. So I went through looking at different pictures of the past. And man, and in the vast majority of those photos, my parents were right there whether it was a sermon or whether it was awards or whether it was a graduation or whether it was me playing intramural basketball in Mississippi college, they, they were there. An- another point, you know, when he went to go play um, baseball and I wish he didn't 
went went to go play um, baseball because I believe he could have won um, eight straight. But I mm-hmm. currently live in Houston, so I ain't gonna say too much about that because they right. my, my neighbors might might not like me anymore. But the media was doubting him; they was talking bad about him. And MJ said this: he said, "My father already told me." that I was doing mm, the right thing. Come on. And so he was okay to, to persevere through uh, their doubts and the haters. Cause he already knew that his father told him what to do was the right thing. And man, I remember that at a young age and didn't fully understand it then, but when he won that chip in 96 and just see him on that floor crying mm. and he said, man, this one is for you, daddy. What a scene. Yeah. What a man. scene, man. Mm. So I just want to say, if you are a father, father, will um, show up and show love. I'm currently not a father, but I had a great father who was a great example. And one last thing on fatherhood, man, you could be um, present in the house, but still absent in your kid's life. Hey, that'll so, preach right there. Man, that's a whole nother podcast right mm-hmm. there. So don't just only be in the house, but show up for them and show them love, man. So that's good. Should, yep. I was going to say, Paul, sorry to interrupt here, oh, you yeah, know, bro. to add on to fatherhood. I believe, yeah, one and two kind of tie in, you know, part of yes. fatherhood and what we see you know, in, in the scripture, um, you know, man, you know, as a father, man, we, we got to lead the household. You know, I think you may alluded to that, but but just this reality, man, you know, lead the household. For fathers that are here, I, I'm not a father either at this point, but man, uh, I encourage you, man, you know, step out and, and be that uh, that that leader, that mentor, that spiritual leader in, in your home, um, you know, by loving your kids and investing in them, loving your wife as Christ loved the church. Um, and, uh, and man being there, cause listen, it, 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 um, has, has eternal dividends. I mean, it leaves mm-hmm. a lasting impact at the end of the day. So, yeah. And this, before we go on to number three, this may, um, ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to say, it cause it's real people, real talk. Don't allow, um, a bad relationship with your baby mama to cause you to be absent from your parents' life. Hey, Hello. Fight, fight for them to be there. So Hello. we just want to give a word to the fathers out there. The third thing that we want to talk about, man, is just don't cry, play ball. Irvin, mm-hmm. when you say that, what, what you mean when you say that, bro? Yeah, man, don't, don't cry, play ball. I think you see, you see this uh, really as a theme throughout all of, you know, the Last Dance documentary that Jordan um, faced adversity in his life. You know, Paul, I think um, – you know, whenever we think of Michael Jordan, we think of the six for six. We think pristine, perfection, had the suit, you know, the Gatorade commercials, all these things. But, man, adversity hit in his life, um, you know. And you see that really as a theme and as a thread through all the players that are interviewed on that, you know, Bulls deal. And and here's the reality. It, it hits for us, too. And, you know, what I respected really about Michael and, and you know, Scotty to a T, you know, there were times where he, you know, was a little frustrated about things per se. But, you know, I, I, I especially in Michael's case, man, he, he just, you know, put his head down and did what he needed to do to get the job done. My mentor used to always tell me, um, you know, tell me this, he, he say it in this way, man, don't cry, play ball. When adversity hits in our lives, I listen, like man, and, and instead of crying and just, I mean, you know, sitting in a pit, wallowing, right? That's really kind of the culture's, you know, response, if you will. Man, you know, woe is me and just sitting in a in a perpetual, in that perpetual state. Man, play ball, man. Hey, life is still living. And, and by the way, for Christians in here today, man, even when, you know, uh, the reality of uh, the toughness of life hits you, man, here's the good news. We still got a reason to praise and worship because, 
that you know that that tough time may have hit, but God's still on his throne. Um, you know, he's still in control and he still got you. Uh, and so, you know, that, that's what I mean, you know, by that, this idea of us, you know, not crying and playing ball is listen, when adversity hits um, in our life, man, continue to, to move forward. And by the way, I mean, it's a lot easier to do that whenever you do have the Lord on your side. You know, I, I've seen that in my life. And so uh, we saw that with Jordan in 98, all these things, you know, that, that came up against him. We saw it earlier in his career. Um, and that was just one thing I respected. And that ought to be something that, that we ought to take, take away in this, you know, in, in this light is for us to continue to move forward, man, continue to work hard at that job, even though obstacles come against you, man, continue to, to um, study hard, even though obstacles continue to be that father and mother God called you to be, it's even real. though um, obstacles, you know, come against you. So all that to say that that's what, you know, that's what I was getting at there. Man, you you said a said a mouthful. I won't add too much to that, but he was you know dealing with that gambling scandal. He was dealing with his father's death and the media. Oh my gosh, the media they just mm-hmm. pulled that out of proportion. And uh, whatever he faced, man, he just faced it and just kept pressing forward. Man, um, a personal example that I kind of learned from MJ as it relates to don't cry, play ball. It's like I had every excuse to stop working out. Um, all the gyms are closed. I don't have any equipment at home. But I was like, I'm I don't want to come out of this quarantine heavier i want to come out you know in in pretty good shape so got my fitbit and try to get you know so many steps in a day so don't cry play ball Mm -hmm. so we 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 talked about leadership having a cause but greatness also has a cause so being the best uh didn't just happen overnight i mean mj worked hard i mean hard to hone his craft when the detroit pistons gave him their work he got in the gym, started pumping mm-hmm. an iron, he mm-hmm. committed to his craft. And even after he lost um, to the Magic in the playoffs, he called up, you saw it in the, in the documentary, he called up, the trainer called him and expecting to say, you know, about to take a vacation and we'll see you um, in preseason, whatever. But NJ was like, uh-uh, I will see you in the morning. Even when he was filming Space Jam, Space Jam 1, not 2, even when he was filming Space Jam, they built the Jordan Dome for him where he was able to play basketball, to lift weights, stay in conditioning. So you really got to be committed to honing your craft and pursuing greatness. I mean, I did not know that Dennis Rodman had rebounding down to a science. When he was explaining that, he would go in the gym and say, hey, you shoot from over here. You shoot from over there. Or when Larry Bird shoots, he got uh, rotation on it. Magic, he, he might have rotation on it. Uh, Michael, when he shoot from here, the rebound would go there. This man led the league seven times in the rebound and he's only six seven so that's probably the height of yeah. a, a shooting guard man and so i just yeah. want to encourage you um master your craft be the best that you can be as it relates to parenting um i've already hit on some of this but master your craft as it relates to parenting being a student um your work um and then also as, you, as it relates to greatness man criticism and feel free to jump in whenever you want won't earth um criticism mm-hmm. is a byproduct of greatness and mm. i say this and i want you to uh pitch in but when they when the media you know the media can be uh messy at times they went up to walt fraser to ask him about jordan and he says mj isn't seven seven feet tall he's not going to carry a team in the nba boy was he wrong mm-hmm. mark mark eaton he says one guy can't turn around um things um by himself so to speak and once again, he was wrong. And so mm. I, I want to encourage you, those out there that listen to this, criticism is a byproduct product of greatness. When mm. you're pursuing greatness, people are going to hate on you. 
They're going to talk about you. They're going to have their opinions. But don't let other people's opinions cause you to doubt yourself or to doubt your craft or to hinder you from reaching greatness. Mm. I give you I give you a prime example. Then I'm going to hand it over, over to Earth. When I was a senior in high school, did my first research paper, and I didn't too, I didn't do too hot on it. And my teacher, I won't say her name. I don't want to give her any credit. But my teacher <laughs> had some words, and she was like, "Man, in so many words, you did bad on this research paper." And she knew that I got a scholarship to go to Mississippi College. She said, "You're not going to do well in Mississippi College." Mm. But little did she know, graduated from from Mississippi College, um, and wrote research papers there, and then went on to get my graduate degree. Come on, and wrote research papers there. So yes. just like I did. I want to encourage you, don't allow other people's opinions mm. or their hate or their doubt cause you to uh, what hinder you from you reaching greatness. Greatness has a cost, man. That's right, man. I love that, Paul. Hey, you, you was preaching there. You was preaching there. A couple of things that I got to thinking of. Uh, again, man, MJ's mystique. You know, everybody thinks that, man, it was, you know, because of just his natural ability, he really just kind of coasted to where he was. No, he worked. Listen. In order to achieve greatness, it's not going to happen by osmosis. You know, I'm going to say it again just in case you may miss it whenever you listen to the podcast. Listen, you know, greatness, it's not going to be achieved, you know, just by osmosis. It's going to, it takes work. Yeah. It has a cost. Got to go get um, it. In all of our lives. So, yeah, you, you've got to work and you got to go get it. And then, you know, lastly, that on the, that last little part you said there about, um, you know, criticism, you know, being a byproduct of greatness. I love listening to MJ's uh, Hall of Fame speech. Where basically yes. all those doubters, he, he called it, you know, he, he likened it to uh, a logs being placed on this fire that burned within him, right, to prove those naysayers wrong, to prove those doubters wrong. And listen, for us, you know, um, we, we don't need to, uh, you know, have this, um, this thought of being essentially consumed, right, uh, by all the negative criticism, because that, that can end up becoming an issue at the end right. of the day. But, but the folks that that do, man, you know, spew those, those bits and criticism in your life, man. Yeah. L- let it, you know, let it fire you up, uh, let it fire you up to prove them wrong. And then once yeah. you prove them wrong, man, give them a smile and move on. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, Paul, you ain't got to, you know, they don't need any extra credit. You know, you, you, you don't need to keep them on the hook for more credit. And so listen, yeah, let, <laughs> let that criticism, uh, you know, uh, encourage you to keep moving forward, you yeah. know, to prove them wrong. And once you do, Man, give them a smile and move on. Uh, and so, man, that was a good, good thoughts there. Good thought. That's real. That's real. Uh, number five, just a thing that we notice or that we want to point out and give you a life lesson from the last dance is when the obstacles come, man, keep going. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, don't let failure uh, defeat you. MJ, the one and only Michael Jeffrey Jordan, mm-hmm. didn't make the varsity team. What if he would have, you know, just quit? And never played basketball. We wouldn't be having this podcast. We wouldn't be the documentary. We wouldn't have the Bulls, et cetera. And so don't allow failure to stop you from pursuing greatness. As you can kind of see a common theme is just we want you guys to be great. The Bible tells us that we fall down, but we get up. Mm. So even if you do fall, fall forward. Come on. Keep going. Man, I'm going to share this with you, man. I don't think I've shared this publicly, publicly maybe with my wife or my parents, but my sophomore year at Mississippi College, I had some obstacles, some that I put in my own way, but I started a ministry called Lighthouse Ministries, mm-hmm. and so that was consuming a lot of time. Um, I had just found like my niche of friends, had a lot of friends, so that was taking up some time. Uh, recently, um, at that moment, 
had a girlfriend, had multiple jobs. So just so much going on. And I really wasn't focused, focusing on my academics. And mm-hmm. man, I kid you not, man, that was a tough, tough, yeah. tough semester. I think I maybe, I thought I was Superman. I think I took 18, Ooh. 15 hours and I only got credit for six hours. Mm-hmm. I had to go mm-hmm. to the office and say, man, I, I can't do this. And I got so many W's on my transcript from mm-hmm. withdrawing and I only completed six hours. Uh, and it was one class that they wouldn't let me draw. It's like, man, we can't let you go no lower, lower than this. So I had to take that L, man. I took mm-hmm. that L. I can't remember mm-hmm. if I got a D or an F. And that was an obstacle. I could have, you know, I could have quit. Right. I was on academic probation, but I didn't. I graduated. I went to look at my transcript. But I graduated with above a 3.0 average. Went on, you know, with my master's, 3.5 yeah. uh, GPA. Then it got accepted into um, the doctorate program in Midwestern a couple of yes, years sir. ago. But I'm going to switch over to NOBTS. So, man, I said, I said all that to say this. When obstacles come your way, keep going. So what? Your first business didn't get off to how you wanted hey, to. Hey, come on. So what? The first time you recorded a YouTube or the first time you tried to be a social media influencer or the first time that you tried to write a page of your book did not work. Don't allow obstacles to stop you from being That's all right. that God has called you to be. That's right. That's man. right. Let me that's, that's a, come on, come on in here. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Hey, I, I was going to let you preach. I'm testifying over here. But now I was going to say just a couple uh, points to add there, man. Um, I don't know if you remember this commercial that came out. Shoot, it was probably late 2000s, man. It was a commercial about D-Wade and his Converse shoes that he was coming out with. And the slogan was, fall down seven times, get up eight. Fall down seven times and get up eight. Man, that's a powerful word. Listen, yeah, whenever you do stumble, man, whenever you do fall, listen, get back up and keep moving forward. We do see biblical precedent on that, man, when obstacles do come. Uh, The book of Nehemiah talks about that. Nehemiah, people, you know, Israel were called to go back to their land and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and they had obstacles, man. They had enemies looking to tear them down. But listen, Nehemiah did not come off the wall because he said what he was doing was the Lord's work. It was a great work and he wasn't going to come down. And if you don't know the end of the story, they ended up finishing the work. And the Bible talks about how literally one of the biggest revivals of all the Old Testament took place once they finished. And so listen, hey, keep moving forward. Keep going. Don't quit. Stay on the work. Stay on the wall, man, until the job is finished. And, Paul, I can relate to that school thing, man. I was the same way. I was on our academic probation, and it was one of those things. I was at a crossroads. I could have quit. I remember being so humbled. I had this life management skills class where they taught you how to use a planner, how to, you know, set an alarm. I mean, and I was like, man, I am not this stupid. I'm not this stupid. Maybe I should just, you know, quit, you know, I mean, because it's horrible. But like you, man, I, I was like, man, I can't. I can't. Um, and, and thankfully to this day, I didn't, I just kept moving forward. So listen, don't, don't be dejected folks that are listening, man. When obstacles come that they knock you off the path, listen, get back up. And by the Lord's grace, keep going, keep going. That's real, man. And then when I mentioned, you know, my success in undergrad and graduate work and on my way to D men, I don't say that to bring any glory to myself, mm-hmm. man. I just want to Same. back up and let you, let you guys know that we just say to let you know that we're human too. Yeah. We had obstacles and we had to overcome them. So right. move, move along, man. Another thing that we really saw in the MJ documentary, just we want to lift up this theme and this concept called shoot your shot. Mm. And so, um, Irv, talk with us a little bit about Paxson and Kerr, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, little John Paxson and little Steve Kerr, you know, uh, guys that uh, clawed and scraped to get into the league. 
And, uh, and man, they were folks that, um, you know, were known as role players, right? And we'll talk about that a little later on in the podcast here. But, man, meaning that, I mean, they didn't really see the court too much. And when they did, I mean, you know, they had few and far opportunities to touch the ball, much less shoot it. But listen, they didn't care. Come on. They knew that they were shooters. And so whenever they, I mean, whenever the ball came their way, listen, they shot their shot to the degree of, you know, those two guys hit some of the biggest shots, not just in Bulls history, but in finals history, NBA finals history. Paxson in 93 against the Phoenix Suns, a great team. And then Kerr in 97 against the Utah Jazz. Uh, you know, in, a, in that, you know, decisive game six to, to close it out. And so, man, that, that's what we're talking about here. Shoot your shot. I'm going to throw it over to Paul to explain a little bit more because I, I love that thought there. Man, shoot your shot. And I know I've said this earlier, but I'm going to do a whole another episode on that. I got so much I want to say on that, but I'll be brief here so we can finish out this, this list. But success occurs um, when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. Those guys, no matter how much time they did get or did not get on the court they stayed ready so mm. i want to encourage you stay ready don't get ready that's right and when that's i say right. shoot your shot man you, you need to seize an opportunity in spite of the risk that's what i mean when i say shoot your shot i give example i know he's he's probably the villain of the mj documentary but uh jerry Krause, when um when the other jerry the owner of the bulls um took over the bulls jerry Krause, you know shot his shot he came up to him and said Yo, hire me. Need to be a GM. And he hired him. So shoot your shot. And so as you're listening to this right now, there may be something certain in your heart, um, certain in your mind. And if you're looking for a sign to do, you know, what's been certain in your mind, uh, this is your sign. So I just want to encourage you to shoot your shot. Write that book. Start that blog. Write that song. Start the band. Go, go back to school. Start that business. Or speaking of shooting a shot. Maybe you need to go ahead and ax her out, man. Mm-hmm. All right. And so as, as a great hockey player, Grisky said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Shooters shoot. Number seven, everyone talk to us about just knowing your role. That's another mm-hmm. concept that we saw as it relates to teamwork and success. Right. Yeah. Knowing your role. You know, uh, the truth of the matter is in life. Listen, we, we all are going to have a role. Um, you know, you're not <laughs> overnight. Well, some, you know, it's rare, but um, you're not overnight going to end up being the head honcho. You know, uh, in, in life, you're going to know your role, whether you're working in that business setting. I know for us in particular, Paul, you know, we're in the ministry and, and though we're serving, you know, getting a chance to do what God's called us to do. We're not the top dog. We're not, we're not the, you know, the lead pastor, right? We're pastors in the sense of, man, we're shepherding a group of people, but we're not the lead pastor. Me, you know, I'm, I'm at, an, at our second campus, but we still have a lead pastor, you know, over my control. And so in this season, man, of life, I, I've had to learn to, to know my role. I'm thankful to serve in a very healthy church um, where, you know, it's not uh, really an issue, right? Um, but uh, for us, I mean, there's there's going to be seasons where we're just going to, you know, have to humble ourselves and and serve the best way we can, uh, live the best way that we can in the role that we've been put in. And we see that take place in the life of Scottie Pippen, right? Uh, Scottie Pippen was one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history, right? That that 50 greatest players of all time in 1997. But listen, he he accepted the role as Dennis Rodman. Uh, or I'm uh, sorry, of uh, of Rob of Robin rather, um, you know, to Jordan being Batman, 
and so, you know, he, he accepted that role and, and took it, you know, did, did a great job with it. Uh, same thing with Steve Kerr and John Paxson. They accepted their role as role players where, hey, I'm going to be ready to take that open shot, you know, and, and shoot it. And so in the same way for us, you know, in life, we have got to um, be people that are willing to accept, right, our role at the end of the day and, and know it and accept it uh, and move forward. So go ahead. Man, that's all of that is good stuff. Just the importance of knowing knowing your role. I'll give you an example. Ron Harper was a he averaged twenty points per game before he got to the Bulls as he played with I think played with the Clippers and as well as the Cavaliers. But he sacrificed all of that um just so he can win. And I, I want to encourage you to pursue greatness and to be number one, but you can be number two and still be blessed. I give you an example. It's a, it's a guy by the name of Joseph um, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis. He had 11 brothers, a mom and a dad. The Lord used him in the area of dreams. He had a dream that the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowed down to worship his star. In other words, it was predicting that his family was go serve him. And he told that dream to his brothers and immediately they threw him in the pit. They looked down on him. And with that, we can see that you really got to be careful who you share your dreams with. You got to be careful who you share your business plan with because people can kill your dream in its infancy. Mm-hmm. And so to fast forward, they sold him into slavery and he got falsely accused and ended up in prison. But the cool thing is God had given him a gift to interpret dreams. So the baker and the butler, this is in Genesis, the baker and the butler, they come down um, and they, they got in trouble. They fell out of favor uh, with the king and Joseph interpreted their dreams. And so one of them got out and they told the king, about about Joseph. Well, actually, they forgot about Joseph. He he was forgotten, mm-hmm. uh, forgotten by man, but not forgotten by God. And the king Pharaoh, he had a dream at that time, and that dream disturbed him, and he couldn't understand what it meant. And so they went and got Joseph. And Joseph, I know it's talking about knowing your role, but Joseph shot his shot. He explained mm-hmm. what that dream was, and the king promoted him. He was second in command. The only person that had more authority over him was the Pharaoh himself. And so although he wasn't the number one guy, he was set for life. He was able to save his entire family and feed them during his family. So know your role. So on this episode, we got through lessons one through seven. It's Memorial Day weekend. And so we want to give you guys a break. And so I hope you really enjoyed these life life lessons from the last dance. I want to thank my friend Irv so much for joining us on this podcast and just dropping some knowledge with us. I mean, our next episode that we're going to do is going to feature part two of lessons from the last dance. And we saved the best for last. And you definitely don't want to miss that. We're also going to have a little bit of debate, too. We'll talk about Mount Rushmore. We want to talk about who is the GOAT. Um, I mean, uh, any last words you want to say, Irv? Man, appreciate you having me on, Paul. I, I really enjoyed this, really enjoy getting a chance to, uh, you know, talk basketball and relate it to life, you know, lessons from this last dance, man. Um, those that are listening, uh, much love, um, man, you know, be, be encouraged. Uh, you know, God is for you. Um, and, uh, and man, listen, you know, God bless you. God bless you in these days. Well, they will wrap it up for real people, real talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Now go be great. Mm-hmm.